Oh my God, Ryan, do you want to hear my theme song? Uh, yeah. Formerly terrible, now lovely, forever Delulu, it's Hollywood Liam, and this is Everyone is Lovely. Hello, lovelies. I'm Hollywood Leon, and it's my favorite day of the week. Welcome to Everyone is Lovely, the podcast where we discuss all the lovely people we see on TV. You know, we're formerly terrible, now lovely, forever Delulu. And it was a long Thanksgiving weekend. It was like Saturday for like three days. It's Sagittarius season, and I hope you all got stuffed like the Thanksgiving turkeys you are. <laughs> We're talking Ted Bundy and the Pilgrims. Just kidding, my little snow bunnies. We're going to the slopes of Salt Lake City. We're fighting and fucking bonnets, you guys. It's so good. We're breaking down the dynamics. <laughs> Sutton and Kyle, Lisa and Monica. My next guest is wearing a fucking bonnet right now. <laughs> you can see us on Spotify. His obsession with Ben Affleck and his Dunkin' Donuts is the sheer reason why he's here. If you listen to me, you probably listen to him. Please welcome from So Bad It's Good, Ryan Bailey. What's up? What a rebrand. Oh my God. I love that we went from terrible to lovely. What I mean, I, I think that's such a fascinating uh, and positive rebrand. I hope we can still talk some trash, but I, I like the positivity. It's it's it's, it's going to be a new year, so I'm starting early. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ryan, it's so good to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is great. I love I love being able to be on a show that's not mine because this is what we all want to talk about anyways. Like this is what's so great is being able to talk about these shows that we dearly love. Two seasoned chickens just sitting down talking about this shit. <laughs> uh, talking shop, talking shop, which by the way, your last episode, I was listening at the very beginning, you mentioned uh, listening to Danny Pellegrino's show and him mentioning that Tamara tried to get him fired. Mm -hmm. uh, she, he found this out at BravoCon and that blew me away. And if that isn't the most Tamara thing that can be out there, like that information that I found out on your show shocked me. I was like, oh, because Tamara recently unfollowed me again. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of something I said. And yep. I'm like, I've never, I've never seen a housewife pay that close of attention to everything. <sighs> But when I got my own show on Bravo, bitch, I it was my own thing. I really wanted to go for it. And I, I went for it hard and I, I had no apologies. And I have hours and hours of, of talking about Tamara, like telling her, you know, I'm tired of seeing your boobs. I'm tired of you being toxic. <laughs> I'm sure if she called on Danny to get fired, I know she called on me. How can you argue that you're not behind any of the moves on Orange County when you actually act like this in real life? And I do like it's one of those love hate things where like you got to hand it to her, like way to be involved in everything, way to pay attention to everything. And to me, sometimes the off screen behavior is just as if not more fascinating than the on screen behavior. And I'm like, how do we still believe Tamara? But it's one of those things like I can I can find it wild, but I still can I can appreciate how what she represents in terms of a housewife what she represents i may not it may not be my favorite type of character but she's a necessary character and i sometimes don't understand why tamra doesn't lean into that and go yeah bitch that's me both of us are very multi-dimensional podcasters we don't fucking come in with this 
simple one-sided perspective when you're good bitch you're fucking good and we will fucking call it so it's like if why can't you take the good with the bad as much hours as i have as i saying fucking put your boobs away i also have hours and hours praising you and eddie i have hours and hours empathizing with your family well you didn't praise that bathtub scene with eddie did you you didn't (laughs) praise that (laughs) i am an eddie fan and he's beautiful and i've always just like i've always liked him so I Tamara, when it comes to Tamara, it's 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 disappointing. But I, I praise Danny for being such a class act because I just would have retracted straight to terrible again. I would have been like, fuck the lovely. <laughs> you know, this is what's wrong with you. This is what's wrong. It's just about the journey. It's about the journey. <laughs> Look at Luann Delaseps. That is like the best character arc of reality TV history. My favorite housewife. And speaking of, let's get into some news. The woman who has made me laugh harder than anybody on television ever. My other favorite housewife of all time. You guys, Nini was trending on Twitter last night. Why? Because her, Portia, and Cynthia, I'm calling them the rebooters, they almost fucking broke Instagram last night, taking pictures in Dubai with Lisa Milan and Chanel Ayon. These women are the sheer fucking ingredient that we need to save this franchise. I have a segment called I'm Not That Interested, where we will break it down because I'm just not that interested anymore. Thank you, Meredith Marks. They really, like, if they're trading players like a baseball team or like a basketball it's team, their last that's attempt. amazing. Nene back in the year of 2023 after the Bethany Frankel of it all and all of this stuff, mm. like, that's amazing. And I'm truly excited because I think that would be the way to do it. Because if you bring them all back to Atlanta, that's a whole different animal. And the fact that her and Portia and Cynthia are traveling together, hanging out. I mean, this is what I live for. This is what I'm interested in, you guys. Which brings me to my next segment called, I'm just not that interested, you guys. You guys, Rural Housewives of Atlanta is sad now. Rural Housewives of Potomac is broken. Bring the ladies back that we just talked about. And let's leave Bethany at fucking Dwayne Reed. I'm just not interested. She has recently said that now she was a prostitute at the highest rate. Bitch, go away. I'm just like, when it comes to philanthropy, like, I I commend you. I also have hours and hours of praising Bethany because she has been a fucking reality star. But now she's an ex-reality star, as we're calling her. I'm a prostitute. This has all been horrible. This is like, it's such a definitive position that you now see her scrambling and trying to get press and trying to rejigger what her actual argument is. And I sometimes am now left of what is your actual argument and what are you actually trying to do? Because it just seems like you got your feelings hurt. It's coming off like Andy Cohen's an ex-boyfriend. Like you got really hurt and you're used to being the leader of everything. And now Mm. you're like, but what is like, what's the end goal? I sometimes wonder if she's actually having a breakdown uh, she is not, not lovely. Good. She's on scary island right now. Like she was one of those people that could shit talk, but also kind of make it make sense. Exactly. And that was one of her greatest gifts. And she's losing the plot. And I just feel like what a way to ruin this legacy that you created. And Bethany used to be a reliable narrator on these shows. Not anymore. And now she's an unreliable narrator. You can't trust her. 
she needs to lean out. I mean, from a, a Nini who just deleted all her Bethany Frankel presence on social media. She was like, bitch, I don't want to have anything to do with you, okay? I'm in Dubai. I'm looking fabulous. The fans are going crazy. Bethany is the person that caused Nini to potentially get back on Bravo. Like, so so good came out of this. It's just not the good that she tried to make happen. Like, Nini and Bethany, you guys, even had like a short-lived podcast as of a month and a half ago. She's just trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, and I'm just not interested. I have a fucking fur coat on. I'm shaking, <laughs> literally shaking. I'm in this sprinter van. So let's go to Salt Lake City, you guys. I have a lot to talk about here. I want to break down Angie K, those glasses, her husband and his ass. Like, let's start with the basics. Home life. She's so transparent. And she's basically saying, look, I don't give my husband any booty. I don't like his country music and I don't know what to say anymore. People get lost in their children, their lives, their jobs. I commend her for being honest. Kudos to both of them. And he's hot. And I know he's not gay. You want to know why? Because he would have never let her wear that intergalactic alien superstar outfit to like lunch. What was that silver outfit, you guys? It is funny talking about how a relationship's not firing on all cylinders anymore when she's like in a full spaceman's outfit. And I do, I want to give her props though. I love, I love the Humpty Dance as a song. And I love that this was basically an argument between somebody that likes country music and somebody that likes the Humpty Dance. And I was like, this is a very real conversation conversation and I like I loved to me that was like a very real conversation that I feel like people aren't really giving enough credit to but it's also funny because they have a very long relationship and if you see photos of Angie K that they've shown earlier in the season where she's like a normal girl with her family and then all of a sudden she's like a fucking spaceman from Star Trek I want to know how you like the Humpty dance come on it's a chance to do the hump. You got once got busy in a Burger King bathroom are you kidding me that's amazing Listen, like, I love I... that she stood up for that I'm all about the hump, okay? Like, it's not Wednesday, <laughs> but I am all about the hump. I started the show with talking about getting stuffed like a Thanksgiving turkey, Ryan. Um, so and that's what it's really about. It's really about that relationship. And um, for a first-time season, like, it, it's great. You know, I, I know we're talking about it now, and there's been, like, eight, eight episodes. And don't get me wrong. Like, Angie and Meredith, like, it's been cringe to watch the showcase of this rookie like this you know what's crazy this woman is a cast member she's not a friend of or someone that's trying to be on the show she's on the show and you got meredith telling her you can leave the <laughs> like it's you need can you imagine being on the other end of that spectrum? Like for us, it's iconic. It's so good. But can you imagine being the one receiving that? Meredith went so hard in those beginning episodes that she's now taking a backseat. Now we just have podcasting plot yeah. lines, which you and I can both do. Like, it's not that exciting. So it's like, Seth's like, hey, let's do podcast with uh, Whitney. All right, let's do this. <laughs> but like she, Meredith went so hard with that. The viewers and you can leave. That's iconic that I feel like they benched her or she benched herself. But this season, it's so weird. The combination, it just, mm -hmm. it it works for me every episode. It's working. It's working. It is so fucking good. Like, even just like the waiter. The waiter in Palm Springs, I can't wait to go back there and eat and, like, talk to him. I think someone I mean, had The waiter his... went to BravoCon. The waiter, oh, my that, yes. Like, now the waiter's a celebrity Ugh. because he had to, you know, that's the great thing when you know a season's good, when they will cut to somebody and they're, like, a very minor reaction 
but you you remember that. That's how good the show is now. Uh, that it's making celebrities out of waiters. But let, let's talk about this Monica and Lisa Barlow thing. Monica is sitting next to Andy at the reunion, and I'm not surprised. You know, like her and her mom are the train wreck. I can't stop watching. Is it performative? Yes. Her mom just wants to be on TV. But you know what? Monica has the goods to be a great fucking housewife. She's giving fucking Lisa a, a run for her money. You know, Lisa has cried a couple times in the car. Oh, I mean, it really is a fascinating relationship. So much so that I'm shocked that Heather Gay got that front seat instead of Lisa right next to Andy on the other side of Monica. Because for me, that's the duo of the season in terms of fighting. I guess, obviously, the back half of the season, whatever happens with Heather and Monica will like kind of come to the forefront. But so far, it's been Lisa and Monica. And Monica really has done something very unique. And she's come in almost fully formed as a housewife. Like, you, she's not a pushover. She'll step to you. But she has, like, an emotionality in terms of her actual relationship with her mom. We've gotten into her actual marriage. There's so much stuff to mine She's uh, that I, I'm like, oh, my God. But I do want to say these new housewives do do this. They come in with these um, tricks. Like, okay, I got yeah. this trick up my sleeve. I got this great comeback. You know, it's like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're hiring people at this point for jokes, like hiring writers. Like, it's crazy. Well, I always thought Erica Jane did that, or Mikey Minden was writing it for her in certain seasons when she had the props with the champagne glass. I was like, this is so staged. Well, I appreciate somebody like Monica, who is living in just a normal house with a normal car and with the family. I appreciate the reality of that, of somebody that's like, listen, I want to get to a point where I can lose a $60,000 ring. So like, everybody can't be Stassi Schroeder. It's like, lean into what you do have. Be you are your, you are your own person, and that's what's going to win people guys, over is just being yourself. It really goes back to the basics, you guys. When you come to Hollywood, they literally tell you, just be yourself. Yeah, what's your special sauce? What's the like, thing that makes you unique from you everybody else? What do you bring to the table? Like, I don't want to see you do a version of somebody else. Yes, exactly. It's like That's why people complain about Sutton all that they want, but Sutton is unapologetically herself, and those are the people they're, that are going to last because mm -hmm. you will disagree with them, and then you will agree with them the next season. You, you know, they're not trying to win everybody over. They're just saying the crazy bullshit that's in their head, and they're like, and, it and like, that's why I think, well, Lisa, like, by the way, there's- like, Emily post okay first rule don't make your guests yeah. feel uncomfortable lisa's <laughs> like uh i'm not the oldest person here angie's older than me and meredith's older like that is so amazing to say that out loud to pick that part of an argument out and like throw that back but to me you've got to love lisa barlow because she's allowing herself to be real on camera yeah. and that's the stuff as i get so into these shows i really do think lisa and monica will eventually have this fucking fantastic friendship it's Exactly. I yes. just don't see it happening right now, but I, it will, you guys, and it's going to be so good. Why do you think they're fighting so hard? They well, like listen, each I other. How, 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 did Lisa, how did Lisa and Meredith get back to being friends all of a sudden? I mean, last season, like, it was over. It was done. We come back, and Lisa's like, I'm going to give it another shot. And Meredith's like, yeah, <laughs> life's too short. So you're right. Lisa and Monica will be best friends. Not best friends, but they'll be really good friends by they'll the really end of friends. next season. Really end of friends. next season. She's going to be like, bitch, let me give you some bags. Let me level you up. Monica's going to be like, let me give you some street tips, bitch. Okay. Yeah. Monica's like, let me give you back your $60,000 ring. LOL. I'm joking. <laughs> you know, Monica stole that shit, pawned it off. I'm hearing Jack's not going on his mission. That's what I'm hearing. Like, ah. Okay. It, so I got, I've got, I hate when grown men see tea, but I got tea from John Barlow at BravoCon this year. I was just in a good, a normal conversation with him. It wasn't, but I said, Hey, how's Jack doing on his mission or his training? And he said, Oh, he's doing good. But he said, 
there was a, a, a snafu with his, um, his passport uh, visa issue. And he said, oh, he's really bummed. He has to stay here a couple more weeks. So supposedly that's going to be cleared up and, and it's all systems go. But it was like, it was one of those like really normal conversations because I wasn't looking for dirt. And he just said, oh yeah, it sucks. He has like his own little business with his mom. And, and the other thing is like, he's on TV, you guys. So just to leave everything for two years, it's a huge commitment, you guys. And I used to be friends with a lot of Mormon people when I was little. So like, this is a yeah. huge you guys like trust me i know all about this shit mad beefs on twitter says beauty lab and lasers fraudulent business practices were exposed at the reunion and heather got more mad than we've ever seen her before <laughs> lisa also had a meltdown but it was no different than how she acted at the season two reunion and mary showed lots of support for monica um there's a little twitter sphere that's what's happening right now she's not really good at group scenes they didn't invite her to the bonnet scene I just think, you know, if anything, she would be a friend of. No, no, God, she probably was invited and said no, but I, well, I, I don't know. Well, we missed you at the bonnet party. Well, I I, I didn't miss it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I wouldn't have gone. I don't like butter. I don't like butter. Heather and her fucking wagon game. Wagon wheel Watusi. It just reminds me of burlesque, this whole wagon talk. Why don't they just come in and go, you guys, let's fight, you know, let's get it all out on the table. Instead, they're like, let's play a game. Who here doesn't trust each other? Who here wants to throw each other off the wagon? It's like, bitch, why don't you just say what it is? Like, this is what ends up happening. You end up arguing and going crazy and crying, and you're wearing a fucking bonnet. So it's like, at the same time, it's beautiful and lovely, but it's like, fuck, you guys, you guys are, we're grown people fighting in bonnets. But see, see, most times that would annoy the shit out of me. But for Salt Lake, it's such a weird season that the fact that they are in bonnets, usually that would annoy me. But for some reason, it was like this icing on the cake of like, oh, that's hysterical that they're all in bonnets arguing about this over some stupid game. But I do think it's funny is that like, we don't need any of that stuff. Just throw them around a couch and let them fight. Like, I don't even like, we, I don't need the, like, I don't need the summer house costumes i don't need any of that stuff Ugh. i just want to see the relationships and the fighting but yeah. i do think salt lake is doing such a great job at the ridiculousness of all of this i want to move on from salt lake but i just want to touch real quick on whitney and justin i think they're just one bad day away from getting divorced um justin is incredibly hot to me he's like a daddy he's a, <laughs> he's a bear like he would do so well in san francisco like, I don't know. And then just like, you know, like I'm not a big, huge fan of Whitney, but I think she's so beautiful. And I yeah. like how she's like, you know, I used to be this wife and now I'm not like I'm on TV. I want to have businesses like I have businesses, baby. Um, Tokyo Tony. But like what I do like about Whitney is that all of a sudden, like right before you want to write her off as a Park Avenue Pollyanna, she says some shit that is so real. Like, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I tell Justin all the time, we're not meant to be monogamous. And I'm just like, oh, shit. What? This is some yeah, real shit coming from a what Mormon is in Utah. It, 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 are we coming around? Are the straight people coming around to what we've been saying forever? Well, listen, in the first season, there was always rumors about Whitney and Justin already, if they were swingers or not. Mm. And then Whitney says, like, it was so hard to be monogamous. It's very hard to be with it. Like, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, she's like, uh, this is wild for the. And by the way, she's being so honest on the show that it makes me think they're completely fine. Like that oh. relationship's not going any. I, I think they're completely fine. I just think okay. when you are when you are willing to be that open on camera about it, I think you're more solid mm. than the audience would think. I think it's the people that 
it gets drawn out of like the Kyle and Mauricio's where you're like, oh shit. Like where the people that fight to have their relationship off camera, those are the people that really have stuff going. But Whitney's using it as a storyline. And that sometimes makes me think that they're better than they let on. So in the grand scheme of things, like I know Whitney and Justin are good, but I'm like worried about people like me that want Justin. <laughs> you know, I'm worried about people about people like me that want Sean. And I'm like, dude, you're not giving your husband any booty. And he's on TV now. That man goes to the gym. Look at that butt. Like people are going to be DMing him. Well, I mean, I want to know Heather Gay's dating this season. Like, where's that storyline? Like Heather Gay is like obviously a super horny woman. That bitch looks I, good. Like the, yeah, the glow up is real. She I looks think good. I think everybody on Salt Lake City, it's a very attractive cast. Like yeah, I think Meredith Marks is, is hot. I think Lisa Barlow is an attractive lady. All I mean, the husbands. Whitney, I mean, it's a, an attractive cast. I just want to see like you have a single cast member. You have Heather Gay. Let's use that to the show's advantage and see what's going on. Yeah. Who gave her the black eye? Did Jen Shaw really go down on her? Stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> By the way, if if they admitted that Jen Shaw and Heather Gay had, I I would give that show the Oscar this year. If right? they, if it comes out that Jen and Heather Gay had a physical relationship, that would be the Christmas gift that I didn't even ask for because I would I would just imagine. Oh God! It would just change. I said it on my last show. Kyle, come out, bitch! You would break the internet. You would become a huge star, bitch. We know you're. Come on, come out. Be, I mean, like, yeah, be a proud bisexual. Like, be a proud whatever. I don't care what I see. Like, I don't care about the Kyle Morgan relationship. Be whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy, do it. But just be honest about it on the show. We're out of the snow and in Beverly Hills now, so that's why we're talking about protection. <laughs> talking about showmanship distraction, delusion, marriage. You guys, this THC dinner is going to be really good. Denise is still scared, though. Denise is still scared. She was like, should we go to In-N-Out? Now, bitch, I do love me an In-N-Out burger. I'm down to always leave a party to go get In-N-Out. But go into the party, you know? Like, why are you still scared? I mean, she looks, I mean, I, I guess it's the THC, but she looks a little <laughs> hammered. And I feel like that's unfortunate because you don't want to give these women ammunition. You don't want to give them easy ammunition. And I feel like we already see in the trailer, like Erica making fun of her and all of this stuff. And I don't want Denise's return to be something where it's just easy to make fun of her because I think Denise has a leg to stand on with all of these women and how she was treated on her last season. Would you participate in a THC dinner? Yeah. I mean, hell yes, of course. I mean, like I would also make sure I would also make sure I had a way out of there if I needed to. Um, and I hope it loosens everybody up to a point where it truly is insane. That's what I'm saying. Like, does it, does everyone really participate? You know, the California sober is not something that is foreign to us Californians. We know lots of people that don't drink, but smoke weed and, and it's, and it's okay. So um, I think Kyle would benefit a little bit from the THC dinner. We know she likes to dip in every once in a while. Hey, I because... hope it's a THC dinner that turns into an orgy. I hope <laughs> Kyle's like, let's get our pants off. And so it's like, I, I want pants so people can space work like Magic Mike so I can get humped on. I, mean, I want to see Denise hitting on women. I, I hope Sutton brings Santos or horse to the party. I know, but it's not because we see Kyle saying something about you know what? I can't have a drink because I wake up and I feel like shit the next day and I'm feeling depressed and I can't feel depressed and I can't afford to be depressed right now. Even if I have two glasses of wine the next day, I feel down and depressed. I can't afford to feel depressed right now. And it was very manic. And you know what it gave me? It reminded me of that Sex in the City episode where Charlotte's vagina is depressed. And she's like, wait a minute. How do you know your 
vagina's depressed. There's symptoms. Like what? It can't meet its deadline? It always wants to go to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, ha, ha It's so funny. My vagina's depressed. <laughs> Calm down. We, we... Have a joint. You might feel better. Like... <laughs> well, and we get introduced to Morgan Wade this episode. This is the episode where we see Morgan Wade for the first and time. And the new right? housewife, right? Isn't there like and a Marie new Wiley. housewife? Yeah, Amory Wiley, which I just talked about this on my show. is like, why do you have a new housewife that's on the, the posters as an actual housewife in the sixth episode of the I season? I forgot about her. Well, I mean, I do know some of her her beliefs. Um, her husband actually last week, if you read about that, was charged uh, trigger warning. There was like sexual abuse in his past at college that just got brought up in a lawsuit last week. I think it, mm -hmm. this got dropped on Wednesday of last week. Um, and also at BravoCon, I watched the panel and she talked a lot for somebody that we didn't know. I was like, we don't even know you girl. Like let the <laughs> other women speak. It was wild. I just find it odd to bring somebody that's supposed to be a big part of the season on the sixth episode. Yeah, that is, it's very, very strange. Kyle and Sutton. I feel like at the end of the day, Kyle just doesn't like Sutton. And I think Sutton hit it on the head when she's like, look, I'm friends with Kathy. Do you think like if I was friends with someone who was friends with my sister and I wasn't friends with my sister, I would be mad too. Kyle, you don't like Sutton. Just say it. The fandom is so weird though with Sutton that they can't stop and think Sutton is actually making good points. Like what is going on with you, Kyle? What is going on with you? Like, yes, Sutton likes to drink. Sutton likes to drink probably early in the day. By the way, the show will take care of that. But I feel like it's interesting to watch the discourse <laughs> about this because Sutton, like people are kind of dismissing what she's saying when she like at the end of the day kyle thinks she's better than sutton a lot yeah. of the women on that cast think they're better than sutton name them name them it's called name a transformation em. let me work out and get skinny <laughs> yeah i'm a butterfly i'm a butterfly i also think that garcelle could get off erica's back a little bit it's like come on dude like she probably didn't even see jacks you know and i i don't want to get into garcelle's kids too much because i don't like talking about people's kids but like i i will say this correlating the Jack scene with Garcelle and then watching the Kardashian scene and watching Kim Kardashian not parent her daughter when it comes to the way North talks to other adults and stuff. And it's like, you guys, I grew up old fashioned. Okay. I grew up fearing my parents. I grew up fearing God, my parents, the rules. We let our kids express ourselves, but there is a line and I do think that I think Jax went too far with Garcelle and hurt her feelings for no reason. If the brother oh. didn't feel that way, like it was too much. The saying, like, come on, Garcelle, let's focus on the movie and that it's kind of fucking terrible. Jesus Christ, that was a bad movie. It's you know what? Listen, it's an important message. It might be it might look like a shot on a camcorder, but it's an important message. And I think at the End of the day, though, the, the Jack stuff is interesting because I think we all look at that for, as an, you know, an older audience and go, oh, my God, you are never too old to have a Seriously, parent. Like, you're never too stop. old to be mothered. But by the way, that's like the, the, the funny thing about youth is that you think you know everything. I and mean, it's like, oh, sweetie, like, of course you think you don't need parented anymore. Like, you know, like it just like that's age. And then 
Kim is hanging North out to dry. Like it's Ooh. funny. It's cute. All of this stuff. But it really, at the end of the day, the onus is on Kim of like, you shouldn't have put her on to rip celebrities. There's a difference like blue Ivy out there, like trying to be a dancer and all that stuff. There's like an art, a talent she's on there ripping on other celebrities. That's not like, that's, that's not great to put out there. And I know I sound like an old fuddy duddy, but it's different <laughs> than a talent. It's different than somebody like, I want to sing amazing grace on camera. There's a difference there. It's something that's like, really, it's like, you don't want your nine-year-old to be like Joan Rivers, Don Rickles. I I mean, you might you might like it away from the cameras, but let it be away from the cameras. Yeah. That's special just for your family. TV just show. because you could doesn't mean you should. So yeah, exactly. Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> if you really know that one. I'm uh, um, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah. Well, you guys, the show is called Everyone is Lovely. And me and Ryan, like this was meant to happen. So we have not stopped gabbing about everything we've needed to like talk about you know what it is it's like that scene and bring it on when Kristen dunst and gabrielle <laughs> union come together and they're like bring it and she's like oh it's already been rotten <laughs> so like i'm gabrielle union and ryan is Kristen Kristen dunst. Dunst. so like we've just been bringing amazing it. but the show is called everyone is lovely and i do have a nomination for most lovely of the week and that is he was nominated last week, but I'm nominating him again this week. Jody from Rural Housewives of Miami. <laughs> this man is a saint. He is paying for Lisa's $32,000 oh. condo. He pays half of it. If this is not goals, sprinkle, sprinkle. I don't know what is. Ladies, we are doing it wrong. Like you, They need to be paying for everything. I hope Jody's okay. I hope Jody, I mean, like, I, I, I'm just so curious about the Jody Lisa Hochstein relationship. Like, is Lisa really into him or is Lisa need somebody right now? And he's like being strung along. Like there's a that little thing bit of both. like, I know. And I don't even know if she would recognize what the actual truth is to that question, but I just hope, I mean, by the way, it's like a rich person. I hope they're okay, but I do hope he's okay <laughs> in the long run. Cause he seems like he is like, He's, he's lovely. Like he seems like he's really, really into her. Ryan, do you have a nomination for most lovely? Well, that's a great, I mean, that's great right there. But let me think uh, my nomination for most lovely. I'm going to say Sutton because so many people hate Sutton that I think it's lovely that she is unapologetically herself. I love it. Nominations for most lovely Jody Sutton. Um, <laughs> I want to vote for her. I also want to vote for Angie K for most lovely because even though there's been lots of cringe and everything, that woman has endured so much this season. I can't even imagine the DMs about her glasses and the desperation. Like I, I told her there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. I, I really like Angie K. Admit that you actually want to be there because we know how badly she wants to be there. But like, you're you're there now. You're here. You can you're relax. You got the this. job. You're a part of this. So like, start really telling us your real feelings. Like, start really telling us all of this stuff, and you will be celebrated for it. Yeah, and, and Monica's doing a great job. Honorable mentions for Monica. She's great. Both ladies have followed the podcast account recently, um, which is always lovely because you know some Salt Lake City stars have unfollowed me. Heather, yeah, Heather, please refollow me, Heather. Please. Heather unfollowed me too. Like, I don't want to just every episode. I'm like bitter I about think, Heather. I think Tamara told her to. Tamara told her to. Like, Heather is yeah. picking up on the Tamara shit. Like, you guys, you got to take the good with the bad. Okay. Like, once in a I while, get it though. Like, I, I get it. I get it. It's got to be like a really weird experience to be talked about when you're like, they don't know the real me. This they, is what you signed like, up for. But it's like, yeah, you're, this is stuff. This discourse is going to be talked about, fortunately, because if we didn't talk about it, You'd be in a re you'd be up like shit creek without a paddle. Are you kidding me? You need to be talked about. 
who is the most lovely? You know, we have nominations for Jody for being Sprinkle Sprinkle, being that supportive gunkle, coming through for Lisa when she needs somebody, just an actual human, a presence there. And Jody's that man. From Ryan coming out of Beverly Hills for Sutton, Sutton and her horse. Um, unlike Dorit and her tuna melt last week, I think Sutton might have a chance here because I really am feeling what Ryan is saying about Sutton. You guys, Kyle hides in the shadows and she has since the first Dorit's season. doing it subtly. Kyle. Yeah. She's doing subtly, it subtly. Kyle, you know, you can talk to me about anything like, do you? Now I sound like Lisa Vanderpump. I'm not good at impressions. <laughs> we have to vote for most lovely. Who is your vote officially? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Jody so he can get a return on the investment that he's paying every month. I, I, I'll i go with Jody. He wore a denim outfit just for Lisa the other day. Are you kidding me? I think I'm going to go. God. I know that's, I would go Sutton, but the Jody thing keeps popping into my head now. Oh, God bless him. And he's paying for Lisa. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Jody is the most lovely of the week. <laughs> All right, Jody. Ryan Bailey, my guest from So Bad It's Good. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. What would you like to promote today? Uh, just check out the show, man. Like, if you haven't, check it out. I did an interview with Uba last week from Roni. So check that out if you want a silly laugh, but there's tons. So just pick and choose. Uh, and if you don't, it's all good too. But, and Leon, you got to come on to promote your podcast soon. I would love to. That would be so great. I would love to come on. That would be fabulous. Awesome. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. The response is, uh, uh, you guys are seriously so fucking sweet. The fact that I can put something out there and a good 10 people will listen to it. You guys are just so <laughs> fucking nice. I'm Hollywood Leon. It's my favorite day of the week. And thank you for listening to Everyone is Lovely. We'll see you next time, lovelies. Bye. Bye, guys. Was that okay? Formerly terrible, now lovely, forever Delulu. It's Hollywood Leon, and this is Everyone is Lovely. <laughs> <laughs>